Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. I'm excited to have you in for another show here to wrap up your week on Friday. If you're listening live, then coming to you on Friday here, and welcome into the jungle. It's going to be a really fun show today. We're going to get through a lot of things. We're going to talk through a lot of different things. We're going to talk um, some things that we need to be doing to get ready for springtime because spring rush is literally like right around the corner. If you if you didn't realize it, you're about six weeks away, and that means you need to start getting your print marketing, your material, all those things ordered, designed, in place because those companies are going to start having deadlines soon. Uh, they're going to get rushed the same way that we get rushed with customers. They're going to get rushed because we're going after them to get stuff made. So, you don't want to get too far behind in that. You need to be hiring people now uh, if you want to um, have guys in the spring. And and honestly, we'll just, we'll just hop into it. We'll hop into what we um, what we're going to talk about today. We have a lot of different topics that I want to run through. There's there's no agenda for the show. Uh, wherever my brain takes us is where we're going to go. But uh, I have some things that I want to kind of just get out of my head and, and in here into the ether um, for you to hear and, and hopefully implement into your business this year. Things that we're going to be working through and, and hopefully putting into place. And I believe that it can help everyone out there. So this year, when I, when I say hiring, um, I know a lot of guys are struggling with people, employees. Um, that's been a hard thing for people to navigate and figure out. And, and it just is. It's just, it's the hard truth of owning a business. It's hard to find people. But I've heard Corey Ballard say one time, great companies find great people. And I am a firm believer in that. And I'm trying to figure that out as my, as I grow. As my business grows, as our company grows, we're trying to figure that out. And it's one day at a time. It's one relationship at a time. It's one person at a time. And so each relationship that you have that you create could potentially lead to a new hire for you. And I think that we need to be looking at hiring a different way than what it usually has been. It's usually been, I need some labor for the day. I need somebody to come help me. I need somebody to shovel or mow grass or, or whatever, dig a ditch. Um, that's not the way that we need to be going about it anymore. And I, you've probably heard this if you listen to other podcasts, which it means if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to other ones that are even better than this one. Fullerton Unfiltered, Green Grind, so on and so forth. Um, if you are looking to hire a team member, then you need to spin the dream for them the same way that you spin the dream. Not the same way, but in a different aspect, kind of the same way, that you spin the dream uh, for your spouse uh, when you go into business for yourselves. You have to try to relate to them what you're go- where you want to go with this company. Where do you want to go? What your vision is for the company? Because if you're wanting to bring on great people, Great people don't want to come into a company with no room to grow. They want to come into a company where they say, hey, I can learn. I can grow from this. I can turn into a different uh, role. And when they realize that, that they can go places, it's going to interest them. And you don't need to talk to them from day one. Hey, I need someone to come cut grass. I just hate to break it to you. Great people are not going to be looking for that type of job. Now, is that to say you can't develop a great person? 
that that one hundred percent, you can develop a great person. You can have someone come in that's cutting grass from the beginning, doesn't figure out, doesn't have anything figured out, don't know what they want to do, um, and they might just start cutting grass. That's good, but you're going to fill that out in the in the interview process. You're going to get a vibe from what are they looking to do, where are they want to go, how are they wanting to learn, um, what is it, what did it show up on time to the interview, things like that. And I heard somebody on a show the other day was talking about giving them a bottle of water in their interview. And they said, I always give my interviewee a bottle of water, have our interview, have a conversation. When they get up to leave, do they leave the water bottle there or do they throw the water bottle in the trash? It was really, really cool to me because it made me realize there's so many things that you can fill out in a, in a conversation um, like that, in an introductory conversation, that you, you need to be taking it to its fullest potential. Don't let that time that you're sitting there with them just be about how good can you cut grass, what is your experience, and things like that. You need to try to read into that person and see where do they want to go, what do they want to do, what are their favorite interests. Um, when you when you feel that and you read into them, you get a you get a sense of where they're going to fit in on your team. And when you go back to hiring great people, you, you have to find people that are looking to expand and grow. You don't have to find people that want to run their own company one day. They might be happy working for someone. They might be an entrepreneur and work their way up your chain there. And they might just be a really good laborer. They might not want to move up to a managerial position. But they're going to, even if they're a, a great labor role, they're going to show up with... Um, they're going to take pride in the way that they're dressed when they show up. They're going to show up on time. They're going to act passionate about what they do. So yeah, they might act a little more passionate about the mowing of the grass, but instead of the the running the crew. But if they're acting passionate and they actually want to be extremely good and excel in that position, then that's a position that you might want to fill. And so you're not going to find every single every single position. You're not going to find um, in in the beginning. You have to work through those positions as you go. At least that's what I'm doing with and dealing with right now. It's like the position I'm in right now, I need to have a really, really good team member that wants to do a really good job out there in the field and work and produce, but they want to just work their job, be content and go home and get paid on Friday and have a good weekend and spend time with their family. I need that role filled. But then I also need a role of, I need a role that is a team leader that takes initiative that wants to lead a crew, that wants to figure out like efficiencies. They want to take the best route possible. They want to go to lunch on time, come back on time. They want to get things done in a timely manner, all of that. You're not going to find that in the same person. It's just, it's, it, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to find that, if you find that in the same person, they won't be a labor position for the long run. They're going to work their, they're going to work their way up to a managerial role. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But with that, you're going to have to keep replacing at that at that uh, labor role. So some would argue that's good because your company's always going to be growing because people are going to always be expanding. But I still am a firm believer there are people out there that excel at their careers, at their jobs, but they don't want to be in that position of, of leadership or, or have that responsibility. So if you can find those and implement them in your company, bring them on, tell them how important they are, actually care about them, don't just tell them, but show them, then I think... You can you can fill both roles um, very early on in your business, and so we are we are searching for that right now. We're working through it. We're going to figure it out as we go. I'm going to share that process along the way. Um, you've heard our if you've listened to last year, we've struggled with employees this past year. We had guys that showed up and, and took initiative and did their jobs, um, but they just weren't the right fit for us. And so we had 
three or four people, I think, come through the past year, which uh, it just it's not necessary. And, and I need to look back at myself. I have looked at myself, and I've said, what are we? What am I doing wrong? Is it the interview process? Is it just the wrong people in the first place? You've heard me go on and on about this. So I'm not going to go at uh, go on and nauseam here, but it's just like so important, so so important. And the reason I even got onto this was if you're looking to hire a new person for this season. You got to do it now. You cannot wait till springtime. And even if you don't have the cash, you don't have the you don't have the cash for like you're gonna have to figure it out, guys. You cannot wait until March, April, May to bring on a high quality employee for the for the season or for the 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 long run, the future down the road. Because most people are gonna already be in a position for the year where they are content at, and you don't want to go having to try to poach people in March, April, May. You don't who has time for that. You don't have time for it. You don't want to be that guy. And so start looking now. Start looking for people who want to maybe change up their um, career. They want to go to in, in a different growth path. Like if they're committed to growth, they're going to be looking. This is probably a time of year they're going to be looking because they don't want to they don't want to let their employer down in the middle of spring rush, you know, things like that. So try to get your hiring hammered down now. Get it figured out as soon as you can. Get them onboarded, get them trained, things like that. So when spring does roll around, you're rocking and rolling and you're not looking around trying to find um, – you're not working till 9 o'clock p.m. because you can't get uh, you can't get all the work done because you don't have people. And um, that puts so much strain on your marriage and relationships and everything else. So you got to take all that in consideration. But just realize that it, you need to be hiring as soon as you can if you are looking to fill a position this year. So um, that was kind of my, my first point. I know that was a long tangent there, but it's just so true. We're, we're working through it. We're figuring it out. I'm not preaching. I'm trying to just work through what we're figuring out as we go and, and share that journey because I know that I'm not the only one that's going through it and it has gone through it recently. So if you're going through it, then I hope that it's um, of some benefit to you. I hope that you can relate and say, hey, let, let's fill these positions. Let's fill them the best we can. And so uh, more to come on that as we go throughout the season and try to bring on these key people and put them in key places. But um, this season is also going to be one different from us because we're going to start adding on a few new services, and we're going to try to get our revenue up without having to add on a bunch of new clientele. So um, this is actually – this topic is coming off the heels of Mark Bradley and uh, his his 60-minute um, Zoom in Link the other night on Wednesday night – and it was him talking about somebody asked about uh, adding adding how to grow revenue or something like that, and he went on this um, not a tangent but a, a a story of how when he was at uh, his company in Canada that he grew, they started adding on services to their existing clients. You've all heard that, uh, but they didn't just add on mowing services or, or weeding services. They added on high ticket services, and. That doesn't have to be hardscaping. I know. I feel like hardscaping um, go is the first thing that comes to mind there. I don't believe it has to be hardscaping. I think there are other areas to do it. Now, hardscaping is a good one. If you can do it right, if you can learn how to do that trade, be efficient at it, be be very good at it, um, put the right people in place, hire the, uh, the right people, get the right machines in there, then I think you can grow. And you can add a lot of revenue to your company that way. But, but with that being said... Um, that's not the only way that you can add revenue and add services. Landscape lighting. That's a huge um, service that I think can be added to uh, 
customer base that you already have. And we're going to do that this year. Is, is We've been toying with it for the past two years about, oh, should we do it, should we not? Um, we're going to do that this year. We're going to get our feet wet with a couple projects this spring, hopefully. And then uh, spring, summer, fall, we're going to really be hitting that hard. That is a good, uh, especially with the amount of landscaping we did last year, I can circle back up with them this year and be like, hey, we can uh, really light up your home this year, add a lot of value to it, being able to see it at night. Um, and so that's something we're going to do. You, you add, uh, it's very high ticket. You get to do. I forget. Mark was talking about was talking about landscape lighting specifically. Um, it's it's very very high end. I think like average ticket prices that I've seen for a full like a full lighting job, just a basic standard job across the front of the house and things, a couple fixtures, some path lights, uh, literally like four or five grand. And you're doing that in a, a day or two, maybe. I think from what I've seen. I don't quote me on any of this. I'm not a landscape lighting expert. Um, and if you are a landscape lighting expert, you can tell me where I'm wrong. But from what I've seen, it seems like it's very profitable. It's not that easy. The barrier to entry is not too hard. And so we're going to try to offer it to our clients this year and see what we can do with it. So whether that be landscape lighting, aerations, dethatchings, um, whatever maybe we control fertilization, add those services on as you go. And take care. Take that customer that, that is a $800 customer now per season and turn them into a $2,500 customer per season. If you have 100 customers at $2,500 per season, well, what does that give you? $250,000 in revenue. And that's not that hard to do. Like, if you if, if I have 30 weeks of mowing and we have $60 mows, that's $1,800 right there. That's that, right there. 30 mows a year, $1,800. So I need to add another, what is that? Eight to five, 700 bucks to get them a 2500 client. 700 bucks. That is... A couple weedings, some some prunings, some mulchings, uh, one mulch a year, and we're easily well past twenty five hundred bucks. You only need a hundred customers to do that. Like, do the math there. A hundred customers is twenty five hundred bucks. It's so it's so like simple. At the end of the day, like you can reach two you can reach two hundred fifty thousand dollars in your sleep almost. If you just go out and, and find the right customers and, and offer the right services to them. So um, as you do that, as you grow this year, just think about that. Think about what services you can be adding on to take your business to a new level. Um, and in doing that, I think you, you'll you see a lot of growth in the company. You'll see a lot of change. You'll see um, you'll make more money, hold on to more profits. Because in adding those services, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to add people. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have more equipment. You might add a machine or something like that, but if you're if you're targeting the same properties you're already targeting now, then you should have to add on more trucks, maybe one more enhancement truck or something. Uh, but you're not splitting up, going to different locations. Like, guys, m- you can make that a goal this year. Get you a hundred customers at twenty five hundred bucks for the year. Let's go to you weekly guys who mow. Uh, we'll give you thirty three weeks, thirty three mows, and we'll call them forty seven dollars. That's a fifteen hundred dollar. Uh, client fifteen hundred fifty bucks, thirty three mows at forty seven bucks a mow. Um, a lot of you guys that do weekly, that's that's about what your season from what I can tell up north. Our mows are a little higher because we do bi weekly, but we also continue service longer, so we still end up getting about thirty five thirty to thirty five mows in their services. So if you're fifteen hundred dollar a month client, you have to add a thousand bucks. Like throw in a yard or two of mulch, some seasonal plantings, and an aeration, and you're there. 
and you're making 250 grand next year. So just uh, try to take that stuff, put it into, into action this year. I'm going to be trying to do some of that. Like I said, we're, we're going to look at adding landscape lighting. I would like to get into some irrigation repair this year. We'll see what happens with that. Um, just simple like head changes, pipe fixing broken pipes, things like that. Now, the troubleshooting is going to be something that we'll have to learn and figure out as we go. I'm not guaranteeing that I'll be doing sprinkler repair in six months. Um, I'm just saying it has something, it's been something that I've thought about. So if anybody has uh, done sprinkler repair or does anything like that irrigation, then let me, hit me up. Let me know how it goes for you. Uh, was it a hard barrier to entry there? Was it hard to learn? Um, I don't think it's that hard. I feel like a lot of people do it and figure it out. So I feel like, hey, we can probably figure it out. But um, Mark said something in that in that live that really hit me. It was like, always be learning. When you're in this growth phase and make more money, grow your company, add on these new services, you have to learn. You have to teach yourself things. And I think that's something that I've gotten caught up in uh, in the last year or two that I haven't done to my fullest potential. I haven't taught myself the things. I learned a lot in the beginning, and then I got stagnant. I haven't been teaching and growing along the way. So I'm going to try to pick that back up this year, learn some more education as far as things go, services go in this industry, and uh, really grow growing green here this year um, at home. And so uh, I think that these are some good principles we're going to take and uh, and do it. So you also need to be um, optimizing your routes. As you as you go into the, the spring rush here, you need to get in some type of CRM that's going to take you uh, to a new level as far as routing, optimization, uh, billing, things like that. And there, there's, there are three things that I believe are crucial in running a company, especially when you reach $150,000, $200,000 worth of revenue. One, you have your accounting software. That's QuickBooks. Um, I use QuickBooks. We use QuickBooks in our business every day. Uh, I don't personally do the bookkeeping anymore, but we still get it's still looked at almost every day. We have Yardbook, which is our CRM, uh, and so that's who we use for invoicing, customer routing, all that. And then we don't currently, but we are looking for a budgeting software. And when you get into doing landscape installs, you start putting real projects together, and it's not just your weekly mows that you can set a. You can just say, oh, "I'm going to be there for 30 minutes." And my man, our rate's 30, 75 bucks. We're going to charge them 37 dollars or whatever that math is um, to mow it. Then, when you get past that and you start doing more projects, more more material added in, and things like that, overhead recovery costs, um, you have to get in some of the budgeting software. I didn't have it in 23. We did probably 75 to 80 grand worth of landscaping, if not more. And I probably lost 15 or 20,000 because I probably left 15 or 20,000 on the table because I didn't know what I was supposed to be charging. And that's something that I learned. I just learned it. I took it and I was like, man, that's a slap in the face. Uh, it was a tough year. It made estimates hard. I didn't get estimates out on time. I probably lost some customers because I didn't get them out on time. Um, and so you need to have that. And so some of, for some of you, a CRM might might work uh, if you're just mowing. You might be able to, to get a job or something like that. I think to do a little bit of job costing. Um, and, and you get a cash flow calculator from uh, Brian's website, Launchman Academy, or you go to synced and try their man hour rate. You can get a man hour uh, rate there. There's all kinds of different tools out there that can help you figure this stuff out. Uh, but for us, we're going to have to get some type of budgeting software. So... It's either you have a CRM that is a yard book, a jobber, a service autopilot, something like that, that is really not as much budgeting, but more um, scheduling, invoicing, things like that. 
Or you pair that with a more advanced software, an Aspire, an Element, a Synced Up, something like that, that does routing, does uh, uh, invoicing, does all that. But then you also get the budgeting aspect, the job costing, uh, and all that in, in there as well. So that comes at a higher ticket. Uh, it's a higher investment, but that's what it's an investment into your company. Again, it, what would what would the the software cost me per year? Five thousand bucks a year, we'll call it. If it's uh, what is five thousand divided by twelve? Is that six hundred bucks a month? I think is that right? If my math is, let me try to do this here. Yeah, six hundred bucks. Uh, no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> Hold on, uh, I don't know where I was getting that. That would be four hundred sixteen dollars a month. So yeah, four hundred bucks a month. Uh, I think is what you get for most basic software packages when you get into that higher level, and so. 5000 bucks a year is what it would cost me. I just told you I probably lost 15 or 20 on the table because I didn't have it. So like the math is there. Like I'm I'm preaching to my choir, I'm preaching to myself. I've got to get this software. I need you to go get this software. I need you to do this and and implement this and and it's just something that you have to swallow and you have to do it and and with this comes learning. Like I said, I, I got lazy. I didn't get. I didn't get lazy. I just my air, my my um, energy was was focused on different aspects of the business, um, different areas of of business. We were really looking to get brighter bins set up and going. That took a lot of energy to get started. Um, trying to do the podcast as well. So I'm getting pulled in a lot of different directions, which is not excuses. They're not good excuses. But I'm telling you, that's what happened. And. Uh, I haven't learned the way that I should have. And so I haven't learned the software the way that I should have. I haven't implemented it the way that I should have. And so uh, going forward, that's going to be a priority for us. So just try to do these things to get ready, um, get geared up for spring. There's nothing nothing crazy in here. Get your Do do all your, definitely like your, your uh, in the business stuff, like get your blades sharpened, get your mower serviced, get all that stuff ready to go because it's going to be here. And we'll probably do another show uh, right before springtime, maybe mid-February, talking about, legitimate in the business things like, hey, you got to get all this stuff done before you can even start operating this year. But this is kind of just a, a top level things, things behind the scenes that you can be doing uh, to get this stuff ready to go for yourself and for your business this year. Try to just be, try to make yourself and your business a place where people want to be, a culture that people want to be around, a place where they can come and grow and learn, a place that you enjoy being at. Try to make your, try to make your business a place that you enjoy. Uh, when you get to the point where you're where you hate your business and you hate what you do every day, there's a problem, and it's probably a culture problem. It's it's probably uh, you're you're not going where you want to go. You're not making as much money as you want to make. You're not seeing you're not seeing results, and times are hard. There's going to be hard times along the way. I, I totally get it. There's going to be times where you don't want to do it, but you push through, and you you keep building, you keep vision casting, you keep dreaming, and you chase that vision, and you're going to get there one day and you say, wow, I love what I do because you're going to keep building you and keep growing. And it doesn't mean you have to have a hundred employees. You can do it with five people. You can do it with two, uh, whatever business model fits you, but dream, cast your vision, put the work in, educate yourself. And I truly, truly believe you can get there. You can see success. You can see at the end of the day that you enjoy what you do. You can have a good family. Um, you can have a good life. And I believe that you can get there this year. 2024 can be your year. Like there's no one stopping you. The amount of self-education that you can be doing right now for free is wild. It's wild. This podcast, 50 other podcasts, a hundred, hundreds of thousands of other podcasts across the world, all different topics and, and, and things. Go, go listen to five or 10 of them. 
picking out five or ten that you get really good points from that you take away. And if you're not learning from th- something from a show, even entertainment, even entertainment, try to try to pick out pieces of, of things that you can learn from it. Like, if you're watching a show uh, that it, it doesn't teach you business, but maybe there's real-life examples in there. If you're watching a cop show or, or a fire show, some, a first responder show, I guess we could say, um, how to deal with issues, like, learn something from that. Take something from that. Take away that, like, what you would do in, this, in, a, in a situation where you, you're, one of your guys gets in a car wreck or you get in a car wreck and, and you have to save someone else. Like, take away, you can take real-life examples from entertaining shows and things where you're just like, I need to turn my brain off for a minute. You can turn your brain off to the business side, but take it and, and learn things. And I think that is, to me, that's, that's what sets, sets me a little apart from a lot of different people out there. I think that's what sets a lot of entrepreneurs apart. A lot of business owners, a lot of pretty much every you, every one of you here listening today is like, you're always looking to learn and grow. And you wouldn't be listening to the show if you didn't want to learn and grow, if you didn't want to change your future, if you didn't want to change uh, your business. And so all these things that we've talked about today, just come into play with that. And it's nothing, nothing crazy, nothing mind blowing. I'm not here to drop like crazy knowledge. I'm just here to, to work through the everyday stuff, the things that I'm, that I'm seeing are working and not working in my company and try to help you with yours at the end of the day. So also, make sure you're asking for reviews. We're doing a, a review campaign right now where I'm taking each of them. I'm going through all the way through my customer list. I'm sending 10 emails a day to all my customers. Not all 10 emails to each customer. I'm sending a, an email a day to 10 of my customers requesting um, reviews for our landscaping page. If we did a job for them, you just literally go on ChatGPT, let it write out a template for you. Um, I'll read you exactly what my template is. Let me see if I can get in here really quickly. I'm sitting here looking at my computer. Uh, da, 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 da. Can I get in here really, really quest, really fast? Okay. I'm going to read this to you. If you want to take this and use it in your company, feel free to use it. I might try to make a doc of this and put it out there for you to go get um, for free. Let me see. All right. Here we go. Heart, this is my subject email asking for a review. Subject, a heartfelt thank you from Growing Green Landscapes. Okay. Insert your company. Boom. Here's how we address, and this is verbatim, the email that I sent. Dear Grown Green Landscapes family, I hope this email finds you well. As we begin the year, I wanted to take a moment to express our sincerest gratitude for allowing us to serve you in 2023. Your trust in our service means the world to us, and we are truly grateful for your continued support. So you're thanking the customer, you're building rapport, you're, you're thanking them, and you letting them know, you're acknowledging, you appreciate their business. For those of you who are set up for occurring maintenance, we're excited to let you know that we look forward to serving you once again throughout this upcoming season. Your beautiful landscapes deserve the best care, and we are committed to ensuring they thrive this season. If you are part of our landscape installation projects and aren't on a recurring maintenance plan, please know that we are here for any future needs you may have, whether it's a seasonal update, a special project, or simply some expert advice. We are just a phone call away. So those two paragraphs, what did I do there? I addressed all of our audience in one email, so I can send the same email to everyone. First paragraph is people that we have on recurring maintenance schedules. They see us every two weeks. They're there. They're recurring customers for lawn maintenance. The other one is for any one-off uh, landscape projects that we've done. That we have their email. We have their contact info. They stay in our in our uh, client base, so they're included in this email as well. If we've done a one-off uh, job for you that you're not on our recurring plan, then we're still here for you. Your satisfaction is utmost is of utmost importance to us, and we would greatly appreciate your feedback. 
If you've had a positive experience with Going Green Landscapes, we would kindly ask you to consider leaving us a five-star review on Google. Your feedback will help with others discover the quality of our services. You can leave your review by clicking on the following link. We'll insert our Google review link straight from there. Go to your Google profile, your business profile. It'll say get more reviews or something like that. Copy that link, paste it in there. Once again, thank you for choosing Growing Green Landscapes. We value uh, your trust and look forward to serving you in 2024 and beyond. If you have any questions or require assistance, please don't hesitate to reach out. Warm regards. My name, Growing Green Landscapes. Boom. Done. You send that email. You copy-paste that email. You select 10 people on your client list. You send that out. That takes five minutes a day. This whole template. It took me longer to read that email than it took me to type out the description and let that write it for me. Like, guys, use technology to your advantage. And in a situation like this, this is a great way to get more reviews for your company. Um, reviews will really, really boost you. You've heard everybody say it. Like, I, And I'm saying, preaching to the choir here, we do not have near as many reviews on Google as we should. So that's why we're making an emphasis this year. So take new uh, take new reviews um, as, as a challenge this year. Get those get those out there for any... You don't have to wait for this upcoming season. Like, you don't have to wait for the season to get here is what I'm saying. You can address everybody, like, check in. Hey, this is our, like, January check-in. Um, hope you're doing well. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. And also in that email, you're kind of letting people know that you're already ex- expecting to service their properties again. So if they open it uh, and they were a coding customer from last year and they don't come back and say canceled, then, like, you can almost count that as, like, hey, we're, we're planning on coming back, which is good. Um, so... All of that being said, those are just some random things hot off the press uh, running through my head that hopefully bring some value to you today. It's not, again, it's not anything life-changing, guys, uh, but I hope that, that there is some value to take away from it and, and can change uh, some things in your business this year. If we can help, if I can ever help, reach out, let me know. Uh, we'll hop on a call, things like that. Uh, I, might, I will try to get that um, into a doc and actually post it on my Instagram, um, my stand store, for you to have for free if you want to get that template. So, I'll see if I can work on that. If I can, I will post a thing on Instagram to get it live uh, for you to go grab and snag and use in your company. So, uh, guys, I really, really appreciate the support for you tuning in and following along with us here on the show and on the channels. Uh, it means the world to us. This year is going to be great for everyone. I think I, we're going to see a lot, a lot of growth. It's going to be awesome. Working on versus in is a big thing, but don't be afraid to work in if you need to. Get back in the field. Do the hard work if you have to. Sell, sell, sell. Sell as as much work as you can to grow that revenue and just keep bringing on customers. Hey, 100 customers, 2,500 bucks a year, 250 grand in revenue. You double that, 500 grand, so on and so forth. So I really, really appreciate it, guys. It means the world that you listen. If you did enjoy it, you know what to do. And, uh... Thanks for tuning in. We just want to grow the community one relationship at a time. So without any further ado, that's going to wrap this one up. And we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.